Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Baruch Shech Yanu Vikiyamanu Vikiyanu Lahazman Vilahaschut Hazeh. Get to learn Pegi Elvis together. The Heliger Rabbeinu Yain and Pegi Elvis. Want to tell you? Want to tell you a deep dark secret? Start this one off right quick. I have never gone through Pirkei Avot with Rabbeinu Yaina. Baruch Hashem, we've seen it with different Mepharshim. We've seen it with um, the Maharal. I can't say I've done it all, uh, the Maharals, but some. So I do plan to pepper some of this with maybe different Mepharshim, but I want to stick to Rabbeinu Yaina. So believe that, I hope we try. So let's go. Time, Times are wasting. Day one. Day uno. Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai. I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited to teach. Uh, this is going to be legendary. I'm so excited to teach Pirkei Avot. All right. Moshe Kibbal Torah, Misinai, the Heliga, Moshe Rabbeinu. He got the Torah. He was Mechabal, the Torah from Sinai. Now, over here, Rabbeinu Yaina. And just to let you know, those who give their Pirushim on Rabbeinu Yaina explain to us how, if you want to know what's going on in life, uh, the way that Revolba put it, that every single yid, it's an obligation for them to know Rabbeinu Yain and Perkei Avot. So I'm just so excited. So I'm not going to be able to read through all of the words Rabbeinu Yain like we have in the past farm, just because there are many, but we're going to try to hit the main points. All right. So first, Rabbeinu Yain explains to us, what did Moshe Rabbeinu get by Har Sinai? Did he get just Tarsha Bechtav, Tarsha Balpeh? So my Rebbe of Berkowitz brought for us by when we had Klele Hayra, he brought a Machlekes, but over here, we're going to go simply with how Rabbi Yaina comes out. And he tells us, What did Moshe Rabbeinu get from Har Sinai? Both Tereshebichtav and Tereshebaalpeh. Because the Torah had to be given with its pirush. Had to be given with its explanation. You can't understand it. It says inside the Torah, do not steal. And all of the Zikin is based on those two words. So it's got to be that Tarsha Ba'alpeh, Tarsha Ba'alpeh are the 3D glasses for Tarsha Bechtav. Tarsha Bechtav is like a movie that if you don't have the 3D glasses on, if you've ever watched a 3D movie without the glasses, everything is fungled. Everything is just, it looks like bleeding just colors into each other. It's a very odd experience. You put on the 3D glasses and all of a sudden, all reality jumps out at you. Then you get to see what's happening. But before that, it's so abstract. It's so unclear. And so obviously, says Rabbeinu Yaina, what Moshe Rabbeinu got from Harsinai has to be that it came with its explanation. Skipping now, like the Pasuk says, there's on these words that I made a deal with you. That although it wasn't something that was written, although it wasn't meant to be written. Now, why wasn't it meant to be written down? So there's an incredible Rev Shri Raga'on that explains this incredible idea. He says that Torsha Balpeh explains all the abstract concepts and ideas of Torsha Bechtav. And so to go ahead and write it down, you're going to be taking away the process in which the person that you're explaining it to may miss it. You know how kids in school a lot of times complain 
and they say, what do I care if one animal gored another animal? What does that have to do with me? And we understand that lying beneath one animal goring another animal or those two guys in Bub Metzia who refuse to let go of their corners of the talus. You know, at one point, you just want to say, we get it. I'll pay you money. Just let go of your side. All right, but what does that have to do with me? And the answer is, you're right. You see, those are the cases that Rabbi Yudha Nasi took, based mainly from Reb Meir, and the reason being that it had to be somebody's Tor Shabalpeh. Let me explain that. Says Rav Shira Gaon, the way that Tor Shabalpeh is meant to be taught is from father to son, from Rebbe to Talmud, according to how the Rebbe understands the kid's mind, according to how the father understands what his child is into. If his child's a mathematical, logical mind, then you explain the cases one way. If he's more of a historical, more of a picture mind, then you explain things a different way with different examples. If the kid's into dinosaurs, you explain it all with dinosaurs. If the kid's into matchbox cars, then that's what you do. You explain it according to how the kid's mind works so that he can get to the final step. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, and beyond this work now to discuss why, but he decided that it had to be that we're going to have to write something down because things were getting confused. So he went and he took those cases of Rameir because those are the ones that fit for Reb Meir. But to go and to write it down, we know that that they had to do something at the time. But the reason why it wasn't written down is because it was meant to be tailor-made for you, the student. So Moshe Rabbeinu Taylor made it for Yeshua, Yeshua Trizakanim, Nevi'im, Anshiknesar Gedola. And the way that the Messiah of Tereshabal Peh would go down was according to how the people, the Mikabel, would understand it, not how the Nisan wants to give it. How the Mikabel, how he would get it, how, how he would get such clarity. So that was the explanation that was given along with it. Now, so Nimset Omer, we see from this that you can say, They were given with their explanations. And the explanation, And then what happened? Moshe learned it at Kol Mipihagura. And this is the Yugimli Karim that explained to us that we have to know that Moshe Rabbeinu Got it from Hashem. Umsara li Yeshua. And he gave it over to Yeshua. And this is the beauty that Rabbi Yonah brings. He brings us a Pasuk. says, And then Yeshua gave it over to the Zikainim. Like it says, And so therefore the Zikainim were there at the time. And now what Rabbi Yonah really wants to go and push for us to understand is that they overlapped with each other. And so therefore, there's a Canaan Lindavim, one of you must logic that's not a And then in this next paragraph, he goes to show us painstakingly how it was that you found the VM, even the times that a second bet to Mikdash by the Dorem. And then they went and gave it over to the elders of the south. Give a look in um Tumid, Dafalamid Bays, where over there, Alexander the Great goes and he has a whole vichuach, a whole conversation with these chachmei dorom and there's a whole machlekes over there whether they're considered real chachamim or whether they're considered the maral over there how he goes about it that perhaps i mean they were chachamim but uh, how they learned their things ayin sham 
Now, this is a very beautiful thing. Now, the Chacham gave it over to their children for every generation. Until they decided it's high time. We have to write it down. Why? Yeah, it was being lost. But there's a lot more to that that's beyond this right now. But in the end, they wrote... And that's it. They closed off the Talmud. And that's it. They felt that they were able to make a totality of Torah Shabbat Peh. Not to add or subtract from it anymore. And then they gave over to the Go'anim after the Amorayim. So now he took us from Moshe Rabbeinu straight through the times of the first, second Beit HaMikdash, going through the Times of the Tanayim, then the Amurayim, they're the ones inside the Gemara, and then after them, the Gaonim, and Vaita Kabbalah, Megaon Lagon, Rav Mipirav, and this is the beauty, Anayomaza, meaning that because Rabbi Yonah was in the times of the Rishonim, so by him, the Mesorah kept on going clear through the Rishonim. The question of where the Mesorah went afterwards was only at the end of the Rishonim by the times of the Achronim, where then, yeah, we say you can't argue with the Rishon anymore, and it's because they had the Mesorah. So over here, Rabinu Yonah is writing it in a time where it was still a Messiah. They said three things. Uh, back to the Mishnah now. So this Torah that was given from Moshe Rabbeinu and it was passed down in a very clear way. The Yud Gimli Karim tell us that one, the Rambam tells us one of the Ikarim is to let us know that the Torah is unchanged. It has not changed at all. Understand, Hashem would not allow that. We have to appreciate this. Hashem would not allow for the Torah to ever be found wanting or changed, watered down. If anybody gets in the way, death. And this, according to Hilgah, he explains how that's what happened to 24,000 students of Rebakiva. What? They were Nay Kavadzelas, and therefore they they have to have death. And the answer is not so much that Chas Vishalom, they deserve death. It's just that. You're the ones with the responsibility to give over the Torah to next generation, and you're going to give it without the concept of nog kavod zelazeh. So then the Torah won't be in its shleimut; it won't be in its totality. I'm sorry, it's not that you deserve death; you just can't live. You just can't be a part of the chain. So we have to take you out because yes, the Torah is more important. So Hashem makes sure that that Torah goes from generation to generation. And now that I'm more from generation to generation, we're going to be shown what were the main aspects or the main focus or drives that they had. And now we're going to see just the first for today. They taught three things. These are the same uh, who gave us the Amidah, who gave us the Shemun Asrei, the same Achikinasagadol who got rid of the Yitzhahara Vavodazara in the Gemara and Sanhedrin, they told us, Heyu Metunin Badin. They told us three things in the first, which is just going to be for today, and we'll try to get it done in the next minute because we already went over time, that um, you have to be very careful in how a person goes about ruling. You can't be quick to rule. If you're a judge, then you have to make sure that you've took everything into your mind. Although you think what you're saying is true, if you mess up, that's even already. That's way too close to it being on purpose that you messed up because you should have taken more time, should have elaborated, you should have asked, you should have sat down, you should have slept the night over it. This idea of just being able to come to a decision really quick. A very quick heart does not have 
that accuracy because the heart is full of error. That's what it tells us now. And this is what Moshe Rabbein, this is what Shlomo Melch told us. Chazita ish at bedvarav that chazita ish. If you see a man who is at bedvarav, who he thinks that um, he's 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 so powerful in his words, mimenu. So then you know what? A ksil, a fool, has more hope than this guy does. If this guy thinks that he's so smart. I'm sorry, but even a fool has more hope than this guy ever will. Uh, yeah, somebody who is haughty inside his hora'ah, he's considered a shota, he's considered a rush, he's considered a gasruach. And so therefore, a person has to sit and take time. Because when you sit and you let it just fester in your mind for a little bit, you let it just ruminate up there for uh, just some time. It ferments, and then you start to get other svarot. Upilpul al pilpulo, and then just more in-depth analysis. You know, the second thought, a lot of times, will give you so much more clarity than what you had initially. And um, it just, a little bit more, that a person will get to know the ruts in Hashem. How can somebody possibly know what it is that Hashem wants? Believe it or not, it's through justice. It's through sitting and it's through judging people. And so it explains to us that Din is so important that the world, before the Asad that they brought it, says, Vishavtu at Ambacholet, after the Asad that they brought it, says, Velam Mishpatim, and Chazal tell us, Mashlomatrinota, Haitalat Bederach, that there was a princess who was going in the way and she had her bodyguards all around her. The Torah comes to us and has its bodyguards, Mishpat, justice. The thing that makes us feel the worst in life is if somebody judges us incorrectly. Bezat Hashem, all of us should be able to have the clarity to have the time enough to be able to judge in the correct way. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.